Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is season six, Our Divinity. We're on episode six, God's Kingdom. Welcome back. This series will talk about the major lessons that A Course in Miracles offers us. Our divinity is our guide, and our understanding of that divinity is the Savior we are searching for in this world. The sixth topic in this series is called God's Kingdom. I don't know about you, but when I heard God's Kingdom growing up, I always imagined a beautiful place in the sky. I imagined it much like it was depicted on television and in movies. My specific religion growing up never debunked that image, nor did they dismiss it. I find that very interesting now as an adult that this illusion and myth about God's kingdom has been upheld. I'm not going to go into the whys or hows of what that might be all about, but rather paint an entirely different picture of God's kingdom. I think a more accurate one. Quote, you have the power to add to the kingdom, though not to add to the creator of the kingdom. You claim this power when you become vigilant only for God and his kingdom. By accepting this power as yours, you have learned to remember what you are, end quote. You can find this on page 112, paragraph two, and it starts on sentence seven. This statement says that we have the power to add to the kingdom, and by that it means we can extend our gifts to others and therefore grow the kingdom. But we cannot add to our Father because He is the Creator. He's at the top. Little fun fact here, we have forever referred to our Creator as a male or masculine, but there has been many who studied the history of religions and many translations that occurred to get an English version of the Bible. It's been discovered that through many of these other language translations, that our Creator um, was likely a f- had feminine or female qualities. It is likely fair to say that the omnipresent being that created us has both gender attributes, which would make sense when it states that we were created in God's likeness. The next part of that statement was the vigilance for God and his kingdom is all we need do. Being vigilant is the only way we can accept the power given to us and then fully understand what it is we truly are. We're pretty hung up on the body identification stuff, so we keep ourselves stuck on that image. We see ourselves as bodies and we see those as limits. It's difficult to see eternity when death is something we invest in. It is something we fear and something we want to avoid. When we view our bodies as something that dies and then that it is the end of us, of course, death would be a frightening thing. To be vigilant for God's kingdom is to invest your focus and acceptance on the eternal. And although bodies do pass and become lifeless in this world, we move on. We continue our journeys on the spiritual as spiritual beings and the spiritual beings that God created in his likeness. The law of the kingdom is one that states that everyone is the same and treated exactly the same. 
But in order to see everyone the same and treat them in that manner, we have to see them that way. This world is about differences and uniqueness. Its focus is on being, is on, sorry, is on not being the same. That is what the ego thinks. And it is also a sign that healing needs to occur. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. And when asked, she will gladly help change this perception of others. In my last podcast, I spoke of the lessons of the Holy Spirit. Honestly, it has been um, only until the last few times that I've read this book that these lessons stood out for me as a beacon. If you have not heard me say this before, (laughs) I'll say it one more time. I have read this book easily 28 times, maybe even more. The Holy Spirit has three lessons that she wants us to fully understand and live by. And it's taken me 28, 26 times reading this book to really get these lessons and understand them. The first is to have, give all to all. The second is to have peace, teach peace to learn it. And lastly, be vigilant only for the God and his kingdom. And that's what we're going to talk a lot about today. In this chapter, It starts with being vigilant only for God and his kingdom, but goes on to explain that this would be difficult if you were not healed. If you have fears and are mostly ego-minded, then you could not see everyone in the same light. That lack of vision is due to your fears and your hurts. Those things keep you as unhealed and unable to be vigilant for God and his kingdom to be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. Here's another quote out of the book. In the kingdom, there is no teaching or learning because there is no belief. There is only certainty. God and his sons, in the surety of being, know that what you extend, you are. That form of the law is not adapted at all, being the law of creation. You can find that on page 114, paragraph three, sentence starts in sentence four. It is saying that when you are at one with the kingdom of God, you do not require any beliefs because you are awake and aware of what you truly are. You will know that what you extend to others will be only love and peace because you will feel only love and peace. The law of creation is that we are how we were created. We were created as loving, peaceful, beautiful beings. Just because you don't know that right now doesn't mean it's not so. It also doesn't mean it can't be changed. You changed yourself with the help of your ego and the ego you made. You can easily change back to what you truly are. It must also be understood that upon our creation as physical bodies in this world, we were spiritual beings on a mission. This mission is to navigate this world with little memory of what we really are and how we were created. But we were given a built-in safety net. Be vigilant only for the kingdom of God. God created us in his likeness by sending us here with everything we would ever need to be in the kingdom with him, even though we had left our home. 
He built an altar within us that we can access at any time. He told us that we were created perfect and that that access to the altar was 24-7. He told us that everything we needed was within and that we had no lack, meaning we lack nothing. If we feel uncertain and feel like something is lacking, that is likely our egos wanting us to invest in this world's illusions of lack and those feelings that we lack something. And this replaces what our creator gave us with great certainty. To be in the kingdom is simply to focus our full attention on it. Conflict does not live in the kingdom. If you are surrounded by conflict, then you no longer live in the kingdom. But through a shift in perception, you can remove conflict and be vigilant only for God's kingdom. Here's another quote from the book. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, because that is where the laws of God operate truly. And they can operate only truly because they are the laws of truth. But seek this only because you can find nothing else. There is nothing else. End quote. You can find this on page 119, paragraph 7, and it starts with sentence 1. The kingdom of heaven is found within. The biggest journey we must embark upon is a journey of self-discovery. A journey into what we truly are and not who we think we are. If we seek outside of ourselves to find or fill a perceived hole or emptiness or find something we think we lack, we are just embarking upon a useless journey that will ultimately lead us nowhere. It will not fix what we perceive as broken and it certainly won't make us feel at peace and feel love and happiness and joy. All of that is found within and only within. And the only person who can give that to you is you. Here's another quote from the book. It says, God is all in all in a very literal sense. All being is in him who is all being. You are therefore in him since your being is his, end quote. As, and another quote go a little bit further on that paragraph says, by your awakening to it, you are merely forgetting what you are not. This enables you to remember what you are. That is on page 119. It's paragraph seven, and I'll list off the lines it is, the sentences. It's four, five, six, eleven, and twelve. If we can extend our disbelief and open our minds up to the idea that it is our perception of self that is the bane of our existence and not our true self, what image we created of ourselves is what holds us back from being vigilant only for the kingdom of God. It is a huge burden lifted when we come to the realization and awakening that what we truly are is an extension of something else. 
And that extension is pure love and joy. That the attainment of that pure love and joy is just a shift in our mind's eye of what we think we are. A shift in our understanding of why we are here and what purpose does it serve. And finally, a shift in our acceptance that what we need to be loved and whole is simply the awareness that we are already loved and whole, no matter what has happened to us on this journey. Thanks for listening. In two weeks' time, I will be sharing the next topic, which will be called Our True Self. This series, called Our Divinity, will review all the primary lessons of the book, A Course in Miracle, and provide some further details and explanations into what these lessons mean and how they can be achieved. If you are interested in contacting me, you can reach me by email at trifectanow3 at gmail.com. It is the season of Advent for Christians listening and Hanukkah for my Jewish friends. This is a time of year to remember our origins and our brothers and sisters, and particularly one brother, Jesus, and the beginning of his journey into this world. This is also a time of year for awakening and forgiveness. We are all brothers and sisters on this journey, and it'll go much easier if we can treat one another with the love and acceptance our Father treats us with. We are in this together and always have been. I wish to extend to all of you my love and peace for this journey we share, and it's my hope that you will extend this same gesture to everyone who crosses your path this time of year and for the year to come. Keep sharing the love. Remember, this is our journey together. Let's live in this moment. It's the only one that truly matters. Always love, Denise.